hey, good people. I am back today with episode number four. Last week was no, so what's a no without a yes? Let's do our work today, y'all. Let's go. Hey, hey, good people. I am back for episode number four, episode number four being yes. In a world of polarity here, we need to have a yes to go along with that no from last week. So last week's episode was no, and I hope you gave that a little bit of thought as you went through your week, thinking about no and what the no actually means and how you can be put on your path in a way that allows doors to open for you if you are listening, if you are accepting of the information that's coming into you from a greater, um, more special place. Um, Yeah, so let's go ahead and get started with our yes. Our yes episode is gonna be the opposite of no, but the same. So in hearing the no in certain things in life that have to do with the decisions that you make, when you hear that no, the no is coming from, as I said several times, the no is coming from something greater. It's not just coming from someone that you know telling you that or a friend or somebody you work with or somebody else's circumstances that they pour into you. That's not what it is. That no is coming from a greater place. It's basically your intuition. It's basically what your instincts already are. Your instincts really do speak loudly, but a lot of times because the instincts don't align with what it is that we want or what it is that we think we are supposed to have or what it is that we think we're supposed to be doing, the ego comes in, so we don't tend to listen. So that no, listening to that no, and discerning between what is noise and what is actual same thing. At this time, it's yes. So accepting your yes, what does that mean? So in receiving, to receive your yes, I think that in, you know, just in terms of what yes means, it's a goal. It means to move forward. It's yes, this is right. You're on the right track or you're on the right path. And let me also say that regardless of what decision that you choose, you may choose a decision that is not really aligned with your intuition, you may, even if you choose that decision that's not aligned, you are still going to learn. It won't be a waste. You're still going to learn something. And eventually you'll come around to where you should be. We've all, I think, experienced times in our adult life where we've said, I should have done that before. I should have done that before now. And you feel like you've wasted time. You you really feel like you've wasted time, but what happened prior to taught you so much. I think we can all agree that even though we may have taken the long route, we learned some things as we took that long route. And they were valuable lessons, lessons that we would not have learned had we not taken the long route. So before I move on to the actual yes, I wanted to make sure that I said that as well. Even if you decide, whatever it is that you decide, it's still gonna be a learning, learning experience either way. So with the yes and receiving the yes and moving forward, when I think about that, I think about what I left behind at one point, a few months back, um, dealing with the situation that I had. I kept trying to move forward. I kept trying to keep pushing because I felt like, yeah, these are things that I have to do. These are things that I was already working on before I had the 
before my son passed away. So I felt like these are things that I still have to keep doing. I can't stop doing it. And I feel like that was true to a certain degree. But as I kept pushing, pushing forward, things were happening that were telling me that I should probably back up a little bit. I should, I should probably back up a little bit. And I would ask myself, should I be doing this? Should I really keep going? So in receiving that yes, it was hard for me to receive the yes because I felt like I was supposed to just move, move on. So when I think about the things that I stopped doing, like things that I love doing outdoors, you know, riding my bike and, you know, walking and things like that, being on the water, kayaking, stuff like that. I'm a nature girl. I'm like my dad. My dad was that way too. But letting go of those things and stopping those things, I did that for a reason. I didn't really know at the time, but the reason I feel like I was doing those things is because there was something greater that needed to be focused on. And that something greater really and truly was me. I had some things that I had to focus on, focus on because my life has changed now. It's forever changed. So the life that I had built up with my family and the friends and everything that I have, there was one significant part that changed everything, flipped everything on its head. So I had to make a decision whether or not I kept going as if nothing happened or whether I stopped and took a look at some things. So just in reflection again, when I think about how I was struggling just saying, no, I need to keep going. No, this is important, you know, in my mind to keep going, to, you know, keep moving forward. I was working on fervor, working on my business. I cannot stop now. When I tried to have a meeting, I remember specifically trying to have a meeting with my coach about the things that I needed to get back to and the things that needed to be worked on, the things that were important, the, um, the push goal, as she calls it. When I tried to get back to work at the push goal and trying to, trying to figure out what that push goal needed to be, because these are answers you have to come up with yourself. You know, your coach kind of provides the blueprint for you and they coach you through it, but they don't do it for you. She never did it for me. And I'll be honest with you, I couldn't figure out what needed to happen. I couldn't figure out what was most important. I couldn't figure out whether or not I even cared during that meeting. I could not stop crying during that meeting. I just, something was off, completely off. She knew that. And she said, whatever it is that you need to do, whatever it is that you need to handle, that's the actual push goal. Because it's not gonna be right if you're not right. I said, okay got off the phone or actually i think we were yeah we were virtual we were virtual she doesn't live in the same area so actually i got off the call with her and this more crying this more emotional work and then i had to ask myself do i need to focus more on me or do i need to keep trying to focus on what I was doing initially by me not being able to even get through a meeting without my emotions taking over the answer to that question was definitely a yes yes you do need to focus on yourself 
yes, there are some things that need to be done first. Because I couldn't function. I couldn't get through the things that I wanted to do. And rather than just saying, well, I, I did it. As long as I did it. And as long as I did it, really didn't wash with me. That really wasn't who I was. It's not who I am as an individual to just complete something. It has to be rooted in who I am. And everything that you do should be rooted in who you are. And it should be your best that you can give. At the time, I couldn't give anything. I just, I, I had nothing to give because I needed to be poured into. I needed to pour in. And that's what actually happened with that particular situation. It was a situation that was hard for me to come to terms with because I felt like I needed to power through. I felt like I didn't need to let anything stop me. But the thing that I needed to realize was that I wasn't paying attention to myself, to my needs, to my self-care. Do I need the self-care now? Yes. And what ended up happening? Whole door open where I figured out a lot of things, a whole thing, a whole lot of things were actually figured out with my therapist because I started seeing a grief therapist at that time. But there were lots of things that had opened up that I wasn't aware of that I needed to get a handle on. Because I thought I was just fine. I thought I was moving along just fine. You know, people talk to me and say, yeah, you're, you're exactly where you should be. Yeah, you're doing so good. You know, all these different things. And they do help. They do make you feel good. But that doesn't mean that the work is already done. And at that time, at that particular juncture, the work wasn't done. Jody, do you need to do more work? The answer was yes. And the more work that I did, it was hard. And I'm still working. But the more work that I did, the more clear things became. That no, you know, it wasn't time. Yes, I needed to be worked on. The business did not need to be worked on. It absolutely did not. Because I wasn't okay at the time. I think about um, the different things that went on during that time and how I was conflicted about whether or not I needed to be honest about what I was feeling because I didn't want to feel like I was failing. I felt like I was failing because I wasn't out there. I wasn't putting myself out there. So I felt like I was failing, but it wasn't that. It was just that I needed to work on me first. I needed to strengthen me first. I took my website down because I opened up my website and I looked at it and I didn't like it anymore. I remember how hard I worked on that website. I remember it took me hours to kind of put things together and oh no, this picture, that picture. Every now and then something would be off when I'd opened up the open up the website and I'd see something was off or I'd see I could see like letters that were kind of faint and I contact them and say, "Hey, something's going on with my website. I need you to fix this or fix that." I took such pride in it. But at that time, I opened it up and I wasn't proud of it. I didn't like it. There was nothing about it that said me at that time. 
those were the things that I was going through. Those were the things that I was feeling and that I realized that something needed to happen. Posting, even posting online, and I don't have very many social media outlets. I really need to work on that. That's a definite yes that that needs to happen. But even that, I just stopped completely. And I stopped completely because I knew that I needed to work on myself, that that yes was so loud. It was so loud that that's all I could hear. And there are so many things that were happening that were pointing towards working on me, working on me, that I had to pay attention to that. And there's so many things that came about that happened that it was just like, what, even that too? Yes, even that too, because that's a distraction. So just a quick story about about me and um, pets. I've always had a dog or multiple, multiple dogs. At one time I had three. And um, the dog that I've had for 13 years, that was, I feel like he was my favorite dog, uh, Locks. So I had Locks for a really long time and Locks started um, getting older, of course, because dogs are like humans. They have, they have many of the same ailments that we have. So as he got older, I started to notice certain things and I started trying to trying to doctor on him because I wanted to keep him around. I wanted him to stay around. This is my friend. We would go on vacation. I would take the dog on vacation, just the two of us, go to the mountains or go do whatever because I told you I'm an outdoorsy person. Um, but locks really started to break down and dogs tend to age much faster. And he was aging and he was coming down with arthritis and he had cysts and he had different things that were going on with him. And it was clear that, you know, the quality of life just wasn't going to be there much longer. I would take him out for walks and he just couldn't, he just couldn't maintain. His back legs would give out because the arthritis was really crippling him. And I remember at one time I could walk with this dog for hours, hours. And he was just fine. Then it got down to where's, okay, 45 minutes is max for him. Then it got down to 15 minutes for him. I changed his diet and everything, but there was really no, it was really no substitute for rest for him. He just had to rest, that was it. He was getting to that point where there just wasn't a lot of time for him. And I had made the decision that I would go ahead and put him down just because the quality of life wasn't there for him. So I did that and it was a real transition. It was a, a, a real transition for my husband, real transition for me because he had been around for so long. He'd been around for 13 years. And before that, we had another dog, you know, before him. So we had been with dogs for so long and we had been with him for so long. So that was really difficult to deal with. And I went without locks in from March to August. And I decided I need another dog. I need another one. So I go through all of this research and everything for the perfect dog. And I said, you know what? I'm not, I don't think I want to go with the perfect dog. I think I just want to get a dog from the Humane Society. And I did that. Got him in, uh, got him in another state. I didn't even get him locally. Brought him back. 
had a great time with him, enjoyed him. But this dog kept running away. This dog kept leaving, kept running away, kept leaving. And after a while, it was just like, okay, you running away every week. Like there's something different about you. And there's something different about the way we really do what we do, the way we go places. And it, it was a little bit different from Lots. It was a little bit different from him, for him. And I started to realize that this might not be the home for him. It may not. And this might not be the right time for me. It may not. Had a long conversation with myself about it. What should happen with this dog? Because I made a commitment to keep him. But he won't stay. He won't stay here. I thought long and hard about it. Then I had a conversation with my husband. And I said, you know, one more time, and that's just, yeah, that's enough for me. That's enough for me. That will tell me whether or not this is working out. And that one more time happened. That for me was a yes. You can agree, you can disagree. But for me, it was a yes. Because for whatever reason, this wasn't the right setup. <laughs> like it wasn't the right setup for him. I thought it was, but it wasn't the right setup for him. I feel like animals, just like humans, they have feelings, they do things, and they have a certain level of intuitiveness to them as well. And I don't think this was the place for him. And I'm okay to let my pet go if it's not the place for him. And it may seem small, it may seem like strange, but yeah, I can let you go if it's not the place. If I get that yes, I have to be willing to accept the yes. And I was willing to accept the yes that this is really not the place and that you can let him go. And I did. And once I let him go, I was able to focus on so many things that needed to be done. Once I let him go was when I was able to establish, yeah, that I, I need to start my own podcast. I need to start working on the things that I need to do. I wasn't able to do that before then because he was taking up a lot of time. But it was time for me to let him go. And I accepted that yes. And it has worked out. I have to admit, it has worked out. Sometimes yeses are not easy. A yes could seem like good news, but sometimes it's just not easy. You have to be willing to accept it either way. It's a step that you take in the right direction for whatever it is that you need to grow or move forward. So that's my analogy, that's my example for you as far as yes, and understanding what that message means when you get it, the message of yes because it's not always going to be easy. A yes isn't always exactly what you want. But if it's that true yes that comes from a greater place and space, it's what you truly need. So accept the yes. Do that just like you would accept a no. It's just as important in your growth process as anything else is. Being able to accept what you're being given, being able to accept your message. That's all I have for you. I'll be here next week. 
same time, which is whenever I post it, right? <laughs> I'll be here for you next week when we'll talk about, I don't know, we'll see. If I get a suggestion, we'll see if it's better than what I already have lined up. I don't want to, I don't want to give any information on what the next topic is, but the next topic will definitely be one that puts you in the right direction for where it is that you need to be moving on your journey. Thank you for listening with me. Short and sweet, 20 minutes. See you guys next week. I am Jody of Fervor Voice. Thank you for listening. Bye. Hey, good people. Back with a recap of episode number four, which was yes. So in the recap, I'd just like to give a brief description of what it is that we talked about or what it is that I talked about and the basic message, the overall message. So the overall message for yes, just like with no, is to listen for your answer. Listen for it. And it doesn't come from other people's mouth. It does not come from there. It comes from something greater. It comes from within. So you have to listen for it and you have to use discernment when you listen for your message. In other words, you have to filter it out. It's got to come from within and coming from within, you may have different answers. You may have more than one answer. I can tell you right off the bat, the answer that's really come from coming from within or that answer that's coming from your intuition is usually the one that's gonna require the deepest digging and the most work. That's the yes. Okay? So, rule of thumb, the most difficult route is probably, did I say route? Okay. Well, the most difficult route, route, whatever you wanna call it, the most difficult one is probably the one that you should be on. Take your time, be gentle with yourself and listen for your message. Listen for your yes. Bye.